is up, everybody? It's your boy Flash, aka Malachi36 from ALWT Gaming. I am here with Gravity Mark Dos. What is up, man? How you doing? Uh, doing good, man. Doing good. Um, having a bunch of light fun over here. As you can see, it's like end of the day, so all the light's coming through my window. But you know what? It's all good. It's all good. Um, super stoked for the topic today, and I cannot wait to jump into this. You, uh, yeah, I, I cannot wait to as well. I mean, as anyone that's been seen looking at the thumbnail and been hearing any of the podcasts that we've been doing previously, it is a Final Fantasy VII Remake podcast, and you know... We cannot have a Final Fantasy VII Remake podcast without the one, the only, Illis B. Live. How are you doing good, sir? You know, man, I'm not doing too bad. Definitely glad to be here and uh, especially so to jump into this discussion. It's been something that we've touched on so many times before, but for us to actually now have this discussion, I'm, I'm stoked, man. I'm stoked. Yes, 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 yes. I cannot wait i am very excited that, that now that both of you guys have fully beat the game before we dive fully into this <laughs> how do you guys feel after remembering the game because it's been a, a couple weeks now remembering the game how do you guys feel right now i i, I cannot wait for this expansion <laughs> i i can't wait like because like i i have a habit i'll say this no matter what it what it comes to whether it's like reading manga watching anime playing games i have a really bad habit of just putting it off like while the hype train's going and then i get back on it like right near like when like the like a part two starts up so like i'm just like i guess i'm just kind of like used to like jumping onto something and then being like oh shoot yeah like there's gonna be an expansion coming out and guess what's coming out? <laughs> so I chose the perfect time again to jump on this. So that way I didn't have to wait too long. I just like, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep it in my library for a little bit. I got to like, I got to have the right mood. I got to have like the right mood. I got to like the candles. I got to have like the aromatherapy go. And it's got to be like a whole relax, play it. I found the right time. And holy crap, man this game <laughs> this game blew like my expectations like out of the water like i already loved the demo when i first when it first came out and i and i really didn't know what else to expect from it but after like playing it i was like oh this is like a lot deeper than i thought it was gonna be because like especially like considering like it was only like covering the first part of the original game that took place in midgard i was like like how much can they like how, how much can they yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. how can yeah, I was like, how much story can they really cover there? Like, it really wasn't too much, and it it blew me away. Like, the graphics for it were absolutely spectacular. Uh, the voice acting for it was on point. Uh, the and just the way that they told the whole story was really amazing. Like, I, I'm I'm into it, and I can't wait, man. June's right around the corner. Yes, it is, oh, man. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. it is. Real quick before we get on over to your your. Uh, your aura right there, LSB Live. I want to give a shout out to Mildewy Care inside the chat. What up, my fellow gaming What's nerds? What's up? Always a pleasure to have you, good sir. Um, as you guys know, uh, Mildewy Care is one of ALWT Gaming Cast. Please make sure you guys are following, subscribing to his channel, checking him out. Him and his bro does some pretty fun stuff, pretty feng shui stuff on Halo as they go through their Halo journey. Also, Mildewy Carrot, guess what? I bought a Switch. <gasps> You did it! <laughs> I bought a Switch, yep. 
It's uh, I it. and and I got we, an can, we can be switch buddies now. <laughs> yeah. We can do it. Yeah. Send me your friend your friend code. Do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Come I on. got you. <laughs> now now it is on the way, but this time I have an actual order confirmation. Long story short, and I won't hold on to this too much longer because again, this is a Final Fantasy VII remake podcast, not a Switch podcast. But <laughs> um, but what it is is that I ordered it before. The the website kind of messed up a little bit, but I saw pending authorizations on my PayPal, so I went ahead and was just waiting a couple days for it to come through. Didn't see anything, and then so I called uh, GameStop. I called PayPal. PayPal saw the pending authorizations. GameStop didn't see the order even existed. So in our world, that's called a ghost order. So I had to had, had to go ahead and uh, get the pending authorizations. Oh. Yep. Had to get the pending authorization reverse. Other things were coming out. Other things were happening. And then next thing you know, I was just like, okay. We got the Nintendo Switch news recently. If I want to get a Switch, now is the time to do it because it's going to be really hard to get one here in the near future. I pulled the trigger. I got the Switch. It's on its way. And yes, Monster Hunter Rise up in their chat. You already know what it is. It's going to be some of that, uh, 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 what's it called? Oh, crap. Uh, Marth and Roy and... Smash? No, not that. I mean that, of Fire course. Emblem. Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. Yeah, yeah. That, of course. But Fire, yeah, Fire Emblem's going to be up on there. Uh, you already know Three I'm going to be picking up. Well, you already know I'm going to be picking up. Uh, go ahead. I'm not going to lie. Like, I tuned out for like a hot second, and I thought you said Rob. And so like I was like, Smash, right? <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, we said I'm, Fire Emblem. I'm like, wait, Rob's in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely getting some Fire Emblem because I've always been wanting to jump on that. Breath of the Wild, of, of course. You already know I'm going to do it. That's not even Breath a question. Breath of the Wild too. That's not even a question. Let's do it. Yes, I'm so yes. stoked for that. But that is not not, not the time. <laughs> we the, will get to that. Yep. The time right now is to hear how Illis B Live is feeling after he beat the game in its entirety. <clears throat> So, um, you know, like Malachi, I got the game like right when it first came out. Yep. Um, I jumped into it. I got a decent distance, like decent distance in. Um, and then to slow down just due to, you know, life situations and a whole bunch of other stuff that was going on. Um, but the one thing that always had Final Fantasy in the back of my mind was not only Malachi, but several other people knowing how big of a fan that I am and that my knowledge for seven was my opinion on the end and so when hearing the news for that expansion coming out i was like okay you know what now's the time now's the place i need to hurry up and go ahead bang this out and Mm -hmm. with everything that they covered the things that they decided to go in depth to a lot of the symbolism a lot of some of the special things that they did in order for um what i feel uh that they're going to do um it was 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 really nice um and i feel like they actually set up something for the end that um i mean maybe to me it's a different kind of symbolism but um i mean with with what they did i am i'm ex- i'm stoked to see what they do especially with the expansion um bringing in some dirge of Cerberus that you know everyone hated so I was stoked <laughs> when I saw Weiss White I saw I, I was screaming I, I mean they got they got <laughs> y'all got the video up when we were <laughs> doing the state of play I was <laughs> I was fanboy my watch I was dropped so I mean <laughs> there, there's nothing more that I can say I, June 
Where, where you at? <laughs> like, I need like, it now. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jude, give me your number. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, needless to say, you guys already know me. Huge Final Fantasy fanatic. I am going to be kind of cycling through some questions that I want to really target towards you guys. Um, primarily just because, again, I mean, I, of course, I'll chime in and everything like that. But I'm very curious to see what you guys thought about the game in its entirety, the good, the bad, uh, any critiques that you guys did have cur- currently and everything like that. For me, there's only two games I can think of. Well, three games. So there's three games in, in particular that I got it at launch. And my goal was to beat it as quick as I can, but enjoy the story. And one game was Osra's Wrath. I beat that game by accident. Yeah, I know that sounds weird, but I beat that game by accident. Like I was playing through eight hours and then I beat the game and I was like, what? This is the whole game. And I loved it because it was an inter- interactive anime. It was definitely fun, but it's just like one of those like, okay, if this is everything, let me go ahead and just return and get my full refund back. GameStop was like, uh-uh. 15 bucks. I was like, but I spent 60. Like, like nope, 15. <laughs> so I can't stop. Yeah, so I ended up having it. That was the like kind of the older rule of thumb that they had before. Um, but yeah, but I ended up get uh beat uh beating that, kept it for a while until I started selling my games for gas money so I could come see my now to be wife. Um oh, <laughs> oh, oh so romantic. <laughs> But uh, so that was the first game that I beat like really quickly, probably the fastest game I've actually ever beaten. Then there was uh, then I went ahead and actually had time off work so I can enjoy Final Fantasy 15. So I took off a week off uh, a week, I think maybe even two weeks for that. But I think it was like I think it was like a week and a half, two weeks, something like that. And that game is beautiful. The fighting is awesome. I even like the characters. I did not like that it was so freaking short. It was easy. I didn't feel challenged, which most Final Fantasy games would have you be challenged. It was not long at all. It was probably a 20-hour game. And again, Final Fantasies are known, and correct me if I'm wrong here on LSB Live, they're known for music, art, difficulty, and plot. Those are the biggest things that Final Fantasy is known for. Music, art, difficulty, and plot. And it had the music. It had the art. Did not have the difficulty. And the plot was subjective. That was that. that. So that's why... And like, like, in my head, I'm thinking, I was super hyped for Final Fantasy XV. I was very hyped. That lovely 12-year week wait. Yeah. (laughs) And, And I was, and I was like... Yeah, like like you spent fifteen years, twelve to fifteen years for this. Like, yeah, I was disappointed. I, I enjoyed the game. I didn't even enjoy co- the comrades that came later on, and we actually did that on a nine to five segment previously. I had fun with that. I enjoyed the art style. I, I loved everything about the game, except for the difficulty. It was too easy for the plot, and the plot itself. It was better if you watched. Uh, uh, Kingsglaive, uh, Kings, oh, yeah, Kingsglaive. It was better if you watched Kingsglaive first because that goes right into the game. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But e- but even so, it was just like, okay, this is cool, but at the same time, like you th- you guys said, this is over a hundred hours of gameplay, and it is. But ninety percent of that is side missions. 
And I I'm mean, just like, you also you also have to take into consideration with everything that they did to try and fix that. You had the you had the game being so big because <laughs> of the weight that you had an anime series to get you familiar with all of the characters. You had that CG movie that was meant to get you involved with the king, um, one of the soldiers, and the significance of the princess aside from what you got from the anime. Mm -hmm. Then you had the episodes for each character that was supposed to be along with you. The, the, the tie-in knot was supposed to be the second set of expansions was, was for Arden and for Luna Freya. Luna Freya was supposed to finish everything out. And then you have the uh, team that was working on everything was like, okay, guys, like, yeah, we're, we're done. We, we put out all of these extra expansions for this. We're done telling your story. Mm -hmm. And they left. And now you have the official ending for this game in a book. So you've had this game literally touching all assets and facets of media and it falling flat on its face. <laughs> yeah. And and that and here's the thing, like ultimately the whole story itself collectively is great. But <clears throat> the fact that they separated it, I didn't I didn't mind that they separated Gladio, Promptos or Ignis. I didn't mind that cuz that actually gave me suspense for that. Mm -hmm. Everything else, why not why is that not in the game? How come we can't play this? So that that was the, that was the issue that I have on on 15. Again, I, I love the game. It's on PlayStation Plus collections. If you guys are able to upgrade to a PS5, you guys can try it for free. I think you guys will enjoy it. It is a great game. It's definitely worth a try. But it uh, it didn't live up to the 13, 14-year hype. Um, 7 Remake is the last game that I actually took time off work. I beat it within a week. But that was not a week of me like casually playing. I put in some hours. That was my 9 to 5 for the past like week and a half. And oh. I cannot tell you how amazing I felt at the end of the whole thing. And of course, we're going to talk more about that a little bit later. I want to give a shout out to because <clears throat> I'm a dork for the follow. Thank you very much again for that. Hope you're tuning in. Uh, of course, uh, uh, you, got, you guys can tune in on any of our social media platforms. Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Patreon.com. Pretty much anywhere that you guys can think of our social media will live is where we will be at. More than likely, just type in ALWT Gaming and you guys can be able to check us out. If you guys can't find us on YouTube with ALWT Gaming, it is at least we tried gaming because at least we tried. Um, we tried. Before and then before we fully, fully, fully dive inside the gaming news, I want to go ahead and give you guys a little roundup table for our fantasy league. Uh, for anyone that is currently following or curious to see what we do, um, I there's about six of us in this league, and right now I'm safe. I'm glad to say, not I'm really not glad to say. I'm actually pretty disappointed to say that I'm in last place. But that's because none of my games have actually dropped yet. So this is how it looks like. And for anyone that's curious about this. Uh, fantasy gaming league literally is like how fantasy football works. You go ahead toe and toe with each other, but in this case, instead of it being weeks, it is one consecutive uh, league, and uh, pretty much you earn points. The threshold is seventy points. It's on, it's on a hundred point scale. The threshold is seventy points. Anything below seventy points, you lose points for it. Anything above get seventy points, you gain points for it. Anything that's at seventy, you know they lose or or. Uh, <laughs> or <laughs> you never lose and you don't gain. Millie, who cares inside the chat says you playing the late game, Malachi. I appreciate the support. Um, yeah, so with that being said, for example, if a game I pick, let's say Monster Hunter Rise, uh, comes out, it's a 90. That's 90 
on 70, that's 20 points above 70. That means I get 20 points. Uh, but if I get something like, say, side point 2077, and it comes down to a 10, then that's 10 and 70. That's 60 points below 70, so I lose 60 points. Thank God that will never, ever happen. But anyway, uh, <laughs> and then we also got these things called count, uh, counter picks to where I can choose a game, like say me and Gravity are against each other. He has God of War Ragnarok. I choose that as a counter pick. Uh, if that game does not drop, neither I don't lose points. He doesn't lose any, he doesn't get any points or anything like that. The counter picks also prevents the other players from dropping that game in case there's any delays or anything like that. Um, but if he loses points from God of War Ragnarok, then I would gain said points. If he gains points, then I would actually lose those points because I have that as a counter pick. So it's kind of like a little Yu-Gi-Oh trap card, if you will. So here's what the list looks like, and then we'll get on to the Final Fantasy VII uh, remake stuff. At least we try gaming, aka ALWT Gaming, represented by me, has Horizon Forbidden West, Deathloop, Halo Infinite, Final Fantasy 16, Far Cry, and by the way, I'm hurt by that, Far Cry 6, <laughs> Solar Ash, Dying Light 2, Call of Duty 2021, and I have a counter pick of God of War Ragnarok. Oh, I didn't even realize I actually really did pick that. Um, then you have a, then you have Zaka TV represented by It's the Nine Ball. He has on his uh, calendar right now Resident Evil, Returnal, Warhammer 40K, Dark Tide, uh, the Medium, which got him five points. He scored 75 out of 100, so it's five points above 70. He got five points from that. Ruined King, League of Legends story, Odd World, Soulstorm. Wow, I didn't realize that that actually got a low score on that. Told you. You only got one. Yeah, you're right. You only got one. But I'm actually kind of surprised because Astro's Playroom. Oh, you know, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, he has Mario uh, Mario Golf Super Rush. And then he has a counter pick of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. That will obviously devastate him if that game drops this year. Um, we got Carrot Patch Incorporated by Mildewy Carrot, who's inside the chat. He has Monster Hunter Rise, with uh, which got him an 88. Um, which got him 18 points above uh, 70. He has Kenna, Bridge of Spears. I hate you. You have Ghost of Our Tokyo. I hate you. You have Shin Megami Tensei 5. You have Psychonauts 2. You have 12 minutes. He has It Takes 2 for 88 points as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, he has, and he has Stray. He also has a, a counter pick of Five Nights uh, at Freddy's Security Breach. And he is leading the league right now first place with 36 points he's probably going to win the whole thing because 36 is my favorite lucky number um we got fantasy football so which is represented by silent which is a guest of the show we got he has legend uh the legend of zelda breath of the wild 2 uh rash of the clink rift apart hollow knight silk song uh lego star wars the skywalker saga new pokemon snap exion verge 2 elden ring pokemon brilliant shining uh pokemon brilliant diamond and shining pearl and then back for blood is a, his, his counter pick uh sitting in second place is illis b live by yours truly he has bravely default 2 which got him 78 on metacritic he has near replicant version one point in a lot of numbers he has little <laughs> nightmares 2 which got him 83 so that's 13 points that had earned him he has five out of freddy's security breach he has the dark pictures anthology house of ashes he has monster hunter stories 2 wings of ruin he has tales of arise he has an open spot still, so he's playing his cards close to his chest. And he has Final Fantasy 16 as a counter pick. That's the reason why I was hurt. Because he, <laughs> he is a Final Fantasy fanatic. And he decided to hurt thy brethren. You feel me? You feel me? 
Anyway, going on to the next one. Uh, we have Ohio in the chat. Well, not in the chat. But we have Ohio who has God of War, uh, God of War Ragnarok. That's going to hurt me if it drops. I really hope it doesn't. He has Back for Blood. He has Humankind. He has Evil Genius 2 World Domination, which got him 7 points. So it was a 77 on Metacritic. He has Dungeons and Dar Dragons Dark Alliance. He has three open spots. So again, he's playing the long game. And he has Halo Infinite as a counter pick. Uh, uh, he's sitting in third place. So we got first place was Carrot Patch Inc. 36. We have second place, LSB Live 20. We have Ohio at seven points. And we have uh, Zaka TV at five points. Uh, me and uh, Silent are currently sitting at zero points. But again, that's because our games had yet to drop. Mm -hmm. How do you feel? Uh, not only hurting me, but how do you feel <laughs> <laughs> about be about having the second place spot in our gaming league right now? We're, we're actually... This is, we're a uh, fourth of the way through, a uh, third of the way through. We're four months in right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the the initial games that I had picked, I, I was excited to pick them, but you guys left me with slim pickings because all y'all <laughs> took the AAA games. So I could only get what I could get. So it wasn't that I wanted to hurt you for the 16. That's just a chance for me to actually catch up. <laughs> God of Wars and Resident Evil that I love that's about to come out real soon and <laughs> also has that I love that's already been you know so it, it was it was a it was me fighting for some scraps because <laughs> y'all y'all was tearing everything else up all my all my life I had to fight <laughs> all my life I had to fight <laughs> you um, leave him with anything did you yeah uh, we, we, he got some like, stuff. He got, he got some stuff up there. So I mean, I mean, I mean, so I mean, I got. I mean, I, uh, I the the thing that I was hoping for is like Ember Girls to like cult classics. Um, I mean, Little Nightmares being a new I, I being a new IP that was received really well. Mm -hmm. I figured that you know two was going to do fantastic, which was the thing that um, I felt if anything when it comes to the odd roll pick that people would have tried to kind of correlate because the two almost work the same but because odd world is so different with a really hard like you messed up and you have to deal with your mess up as opposed to a okay reset do this screen again kind of feel that that's going to be a thing that you know because people people it, I mean, because we've kind of discussed it and it's never really to like shame gamers, you know, but it's like you have yours who actually enjoy the difficulty. Yeah. And you have yours who just want to play. Mm -hmm. And Odd World, even as a kid, I knew was an extremely hard game. If you got someone that was rolling with you killed, you had to deal with that person being killed and you had to roll on. And a lot of, not a lot of people want to, you know, go back and retry that so many times it's, it, it gets to a point where it's just like okay it's a it's a drop and odd world with it being i think the thing that also hurt because i looked on uh, i looked on the store with me having a four it is not free people who have a high who have a five have it free so people who have it available if they know nothing of odd world they really don't care for it it's, it's a free game but they're not really going out of the way to play people who know odd world and wouldn't mind playing odd world you have to pay 40 dollars to play it well not necessarily because I mean, you, you, you can still add it to your library i mean yeah you can't play it right now but you can still actually add it to your library 
And no, with me with me having a with me having the four. You can't get you on your phone. App. It's like it's like the one workaround that you have to do. Yeah. It's yeah. like if you have the PlayStation app, you can actually still go to the store. And the thing that I also noticed with that is that like they don't advertise it as like being like a free plus game you have to like actually like search for like the name of the game Mm -hmm. and then it's like oh hey you have plus like do you want to add this to your library i'm like sure but you made it really hard for me to find like are you trying to not give this out for free (laughs) well see so that so uh, so i mean like for me like not even knowing about that workaround that's me looking uh well it looks like i gotta give up 40 dollars in order for me to play and then even even with me you know with that being free going around that workaround now i still have to wait for that system in order for me to play it so i still can't give that positive review yeah 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 and you're right and now ultimately now with that majority of the metacritic stuff is going to be at least what they count as is going to be the actual critic stuff i know that they do implement some of the uh gamers reviews people that actually submit their reviews in but ultimately it's going to be what their critics think about it so like they critics they love last of us part two they love Astro's Playroom. They love like stuff like that. Horizon Forbidden or Horizon Zero Dawn. So and you know these critics ain't really gamers, man. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm still. I'm, 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 you know what? I'm I'm still butthurt with The Last of Us Part Two. Like, and again, I still haven't even played it. So like, I'm like butthurt. Like, even though I haven't played it, I'm just like, you know what? I mean, I have a I have an opinion. I have a I have a really quick opinion on that before we before we. Jump I have a crap opinion. Well, no, no, no. So so what I feel. What I have I feel a crap is, what I feel is the way they should have worked Last of Us 2 is they should have solely kept it Ellie's story. I haven't played it, but I know that it involves the character that people hate named Abby. I think if anything, it should have been solely Ellie's story going through. It actually is. Once you well no, because I know you go in between you go back and forth between her and Abby. Yeah, but you you primarily so, play Ellie. Primarily. I think if they never would have included anything in regards to Abby had Abby as DLC and her have a full-fledged story on her own end, mm. the game would have been much better received. Because if we don't, if we're not controlling the person who ultimately is going to be killing, you know, Joel. Sorry for spoilers, but I mean, you know, the game's been out for a while. But <laughs> you know, if um, you know, if you weren't the person who was going behind playing this person that you don't know, and still having to involve yourself with this character. Who ultimately ends up killing someone that was beloved to you if it was solely you playing ellie this is blindsided to you you have no idea what any of this is going on no action involving her at all i think it would have been much better received because you're not controlling that person now with this dlc that comes out that has this person in you're interested because this is the person that you've been fighting against and you don't know the motivations you just know that she wanted to kill joel why was her reason for killing Joel? Then it goes, oh, well, now she was part of this group. And she's been surviving because Joel did this. Oh, but that's tacked on DLC. That is backstory that now comes full circle. You have a better appreciation for this story because this was barred off. This wasn't something that you had access to and you had to deal with that, dealing with your beloved characters and having to go back and forth between the two. Because you already have all this hatred before this character killing a beloved character. So I w- I will say that you guys would have to play it because I I see where you're coming from as a, as far as someone that hasn't played it. But when you 
play it, you you would see why it's set up the way it is. You guys would actually see why it's game of the year. For me, my game of the year is Final Fantasy VII Remake. That's my I mean, game I'm of not, the year. But see, the, but I've talked to I've talked to a whole bunch of people who have played it, and the way I the, the with me explaining how I did, they agreed they would have much rather it be that character being DLC, and her being involved in that fashion than it being done the way it was. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, but with, uh, as we're now diving inside of this, we just got a little warmed up. Uh, let me go ahead and go through this. So Final Fantasy VII Remake, gentlemen. Animal Crossing, Game of the Year goes yeah, Animal Crossing. Game of the Year goes Animal Crossing. Final Fantasy VII yep. Remake. Final Fantasy Do VII. it. So, <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake has 18 chapters. All right. Here's the name of each chapter. We have the destruction chapter one, the destruction of the Maka Reactor One. Chapter two, Fateful Encounters. Chapter three, Home Sweet Slum. Chapter four, Mad Dash. Chapter five, Dogged Pursuit. Chapter six, Light the Way. Chapter seven, A Trap is Sprung. Chapter eight, Budding body- Bodyguard. Chapter nine, The Town That Never Sleeps. Chapter ten, Rough Waters. Chapter eleven, Haunted. Chapter 12, Fight for Survival. Chapter 13, A Broken World. Chapter 14, uh, In Search of Hope. Chapter 15, a day it mid, uh, The Day Midgar Stood Still. Chapter 16, The Belly of the, of the Beast. Chapter 17, Deliverance from Chaos. And Chapter 18, Destiny's Crossroads. So those are all the chapters that's currently out right now for Final Fantasy VII Remake. And just throwing it out there. All right. Uh, Game of the Year goes to Animal Crossing. You guys saw that from a middle who cares inside the chat. But anyway, uh, 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 just throwing it out there for anyone that's currently watching. If you guys plan on playing Final Fantasy VII Remake and care about spoilers, this might be the time to mute it. Because this is going to be completely spoiler. Uh, spoiler reveal, I should say. From Seven Remake... From Crisis Core, from Seven the Original, because I want us to have a full, de- uh, full in-depth co- conversation about this for like mm-hmm. the next thirty minutes. I got questions I want to throw at you guys. I want you guys to hear your guys' thoughts, and I don't want you guys to have to <clears throat> feel like you are filtered um, because of spoilers or anything like that. So right here, if you guys are remaining here right now, listening to this podcast, you have been warned. So, first and foremost. My first question to you guys, going to Final Fantasy VII, and you can include remaking this too, and uh, Advent Children, and pretty much any, pretty much anything that's in the Final Fantasy VII <laughs> universe. All right, like add this, add Advent Children, add Crisis Core. <laughs> who is your all-time favorite Final Fantasy VII character? I'm going to start with you, Gravity. Uh, Zach. I got, I'm, I'm, I'm hopping on the Zach train. Like, just, I, that's not even a question. I love Zach's character. Like, Crisis Core was definitely, like, one of the games that really got me actually into Final Fantasy VII in general. Like, growing up, like, and I, I hate saying it like that, but, like, when I was growing up, like I, like, I didn't play Final Fantasy too much. Like, I was more of a Pokemon kid growing up. And it was my cousin that was actually the one who played Final Fantasy VII, like, all the way through, like, several times over. Uh, like, he and his buddy, Mikey, like, they had, like, they had, like, the old school, like, just stack the, of discs that they had, like, for the PlayStation 1. And they just kept playing it over and over. Uh, they had to, I think, like, there was something up with his PS1, too, where, like, it just, like, I, I guess they had to, like, keep it running. 
So, like, I guess that they just weren't at, like, a good save point. They would just, like, keep it running all night and into, like, the next day. So that way they could just keep playing it. Possibly no memory card or damaged memory card. Ah, uh, that might be the case. Uh, but, like, it wasn't until, like, I got around to Crisis Corp where I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, this is, like, a prequel to it. Because, like, he had already told me at that point, like, several, like, big key plot points. So I was already roughly, like, spoiled already for the series. But I was able to pick up Crisis Core. I played it all the way through on the PSP. I loved it. I nearly cried at the end. A really good friend of mine did cry at the end when he, when he, when he watched it. And it got me really into it. And then I played Final Fantasy VII, like, all the way through. Like, the OG one. And and at, at that like point, it was really just open uh, from there. And even again, still on the PSP, uh, when I played Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, who makes an appearance in that? Zach does. So like, like I I love Zach. I love Zach so much because it's it's I not just like that they did with Kingdom Hearts just to just to add I to I love that the before I, Sora you get Zach. Instead of yeah, God, place. I love that. I love that. I I loved it so much. Like when I saw him pop in there, I was like, "Yeah, oh man, <laughs> darn it! <laughs> Sorry, you you'll, you'll you'll find out later, Zach. Don't worry." But like it it in a lot of ways, like his character, like is it it really is just like an origin story, not just for like how Cloud got to where he was. But it's also like an origin story for the Buster Sword, which is like arguably like what the most iconic thing that came from the series. And I mean, like, I mean, if it tells you anything, like, I have it right here. Like, I still have my, my OG Crisis Core right here. I'm going to the other room and get mine. Like, like yeah, it. I like, and I love, and I just loved his his character because like it was very like like the way he contrasted Cloud was very striking to me because Cloud was a very like stoic. He's very quiet. He doesn't really talk much. He's just kind of like, let's like let's just get to the point. Whereas Zach is a lot more laid back. He's a lot more happy. Uh, he's a lot more happy go lucky, and and he just enjoys life a lot more. And it and especially like watching the end of Crisis Core, like which I really thought you could win at first. Mm. Oh <laughs> I, my god! I spent so I I tried I tried so hard. I was. <sighs> I was limping everywhere, and I was just thunderblading it like everywhere. That's all I could do was just oh use thunderblade, and I was just like, "Come on, I'm just trying to one-shot all of these guys." And eventually, I'm like, "Can I not win this? I don't think I'm supposed to win this." I'm like, "What is this? This isn't fair." <laughs> <laughs> Super but, funny thing for me on that was, I don't know how I did it. I was extremely underleveled, like during the very final dungeon before like the Genesis battle, whatever. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I I managed to beat it. I managed to beat that final dungeon, beat everything, and it gets to that exact fight. I killed all of the soldiers. I don't know how I managed to kill all the soldiers. Like I'm slashing when it gets to like that bleak moment, and he's 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 trudging, and like I'm I'm still managing to do like a, a flip. Him doing the slash, bro. I'm like I'm like a uh, cure all. Uh, potion like I'm wasting all of this just so I can survive and I, I kill all the soldiers and then my screen fades to black and hearing the hearing those sounds I oh my I'm I'm devastated you don't make me cry thinking about it see that's what I'm saying like 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 and that's why like like for me like Zach is my all-time like at least like with this like he's my favorite character like he like there's just so much with him that like 
that like the just the way that they presented his character was just something where it's just kind of like in order for Final Fantasy VII to be the masterpiece that it was, this character has to die. Mm. So it's it, and so it was just really sad. But at the same time, you're like, you know what? We're getting something really beautiful out of it with Final Fantasy VII, and then now going into Final Fantasy VII Remake with what we saw with Zack and Matt, like that completely blew my mind too. So now I'm just like, what? Well, like, sa- well save save that because I'm, I'm, I'm saving for later. I'm saving for later. I'm saving for later. Yes, but. But yeah, like I, that, and again, just I love that it's also an origin story for the Buster Sword, mm-hmm. you know, where it's just like Cloud just carrying around this this ludicrously large sword, and you're just like, how is that practical? Why is he doing that? Is his arm okay? Does he like is his arm? Does his shoulder ever pop out of place when he tries to take it off? Like what? Like what happens? And with Crisis Core, you get to see kind of like where the Buster Sword came from, yeah. and then you kind of like saw the events as to how it ended up with Cloud, and so. Yeah, and just in terms of, yeah, in terms of Final Fantasy VII, just their world in general, I got it. It's got to be Zach for me. Okay, who who would you say would be your least? Oh jeez, um, man, if I don't hear one name come out your mouth, I'm slapping. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I have I have a my my answer might actually shock you. But uh, that's that's a hard question though. I mean, like, which character, like, did I not like the most? Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta think here. Yeah, if, if like, you want, if you want to think about it, we can come back to you on that one. Yeah, like, cause, like, I, cause, honestly, cause, like, I, I don't think, like, I disliked any character. Cause, like, if anything, like, well, are we, are we going, are we going to simply characters that are in play or characters that are just key points in the story in its entirety? All right, so, well, it's the whole universe. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, I got my answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know what? No, I want to let I want to let Illusby Live go because like he is raring to go, and I'm like I'm over here like you're not gonna get anything out of me right now. I'm more curious <laughs> to what Illusby Live has to say. Yeah, go ahead, Illus, it's on you. Okay, well, okay, well, character most hated, uh, Hojo. Period, hands down. Oh, okay. That, I wasn't expecting that one, but yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, I I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't, I'll blame you one bit. There's so much bad in this universe that has happened because of that man. So many have, so many people have suffered because of that man. Yeah. Um, Benson's tragic story because of Hojo. Sephiroth even becoming the person who he is. Yep. Hojo. Mm-hmm. Genesis and Angeal suffering the way that they did because of Hojo. The reason why Cloud ends up the way he is because of Hojo, Zach, um, you know, I mean, the entire soldier program because of Hojo, the people that you end up fighting in Dirge of Cerberus because of Hojo, <laughs> like <laughs> Hojo. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> Hojo, I hate that man. I hate that. <laughs> well, who would you say now? Because I'm feeling all the energy right now. Who would you say would be your favorite then? Who is your all-time best in the entire universe of Final Fantasy VII remake? Who is your Who's your all-time? Um, I I definitely uh, enjoy Gravity's answer with Zach. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going Tifa. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Um, Zach uh, is a big thing and semblance of hope 
Um, I mean, I love his mantra. Embrace your dreams and whatever you do, protect your soldier as uh, protect your honor as soldier. Yeah, that's that's a that's a irrefutable quote that you can you can never forget. Um, but I feel Tifa is a strong power of resilience in her story, everything that she goes through, and the fact that she is still as down to earth, kind, caring, and wanting to help people as much as she can despite everything that she faces. Yeah. I agree. So I, I, I'd have to go Tifa. I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, throwing it out there, Mildew and Kieran inside the chat says Tifa and Aerith. Uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming that's in reference. Well, he's, I, I know he's probably uh, watched some of the movies and stuff like that, but also probably reference for Kingdom Hearts. Um, I, those are great choices, Mildewy. Uh, S. Kiltz says, what up in the chat? It's good to see hey. you, good sir. Uh, how how are you guys doing, and what are we talking about? So we're doing great. We're doing fantastic. Today is actually going to be a Final Fantasy VII remake podcast. Um, these two gentlemen, I beat the game last year. These two gentlemen have beat it within the coming month. So now we're just having our, our little unrevealing, kind of the book club version of uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake, having a discussion about it, how we felt. There's definitely going to be spoilers on here, so I'm not sure if you're planning on picking up Final Fantasy VII remake for your PS4, PS5 if you have one, or later on when it comes to PC. So if you are wanting to avoid spoilers, you might want to mute it. You can watch it. You can watch it, but there's definitely spoilers in this discussion uh, for the whole Final Fantasy VII uh, universe. So just want to give you guys fair warning on that. Um, for me... Most hated was actually Kate Sith. I did not like Kate Sith. I didn't like him one bit. So hold on. So when you say Kate Sith, are you literally talking about the mechanical amalgamation, or are you saying that you hate Reeve? No, no. It was it was the mechanical. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Like later on, like I ended up. You ended up finding out this whole thing, Kate Sith, and it was just really weird that they utilized Kate Sith in the remake too. Like, and that was one of the things that I thought was kind of funny is that in Easy Allies, they have mentioned that when the plate is falling on Sector 7, like, as it's falling, you see this little cat robot, like, get to the scene, which confused a lot of people. And then the fact that uh, Reeves had taken the time to control this robot to make it look like he's kneeling and showing emotion. Like, it's just like, <laughs> like, who would ever do that? So it was just kind of interesting that that was the case. I mean, you've never done that? Like, when you're playing a video game, like, you just, like, roll up to, like, a scene, you just kind of, like, scratch down a little bit. You're that's, just like, but that's oh, the no. Thing. That's, that's, it's a video game. This is real life for them. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, oh, my goodness, let me go ahead and kneel down and cry. Like, 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 like who does that? So, yeah, it was just kind of a, uh, it was just kind of a, a unique standpoint. But I didn't like, uh, a lot of people didn't like Yuffie in the original game. I didn't mind Yuffie. I did. I didn't like that she stole my materia, because that ended up happening. I didn't like that, but I actually didn't mind Yuffie. It was Kate Sith, the one that actually annoyed me more of. Um, my favorite character, uh, of course, Team Tifa all day. Love Tifa. That's my jam. That's my girl. Uh, but I also, and I'm actually kind of surprised this wasn't on there. For me, if I think about Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I had to think about my favorite character aside from Cloud, I have to, have to, have to go with Red 13. He was always in 
every single one of my parties. The minute I can get Red 13, like, of course, I would swap out so that way I can try to level up with other people and get their specials and all that good stuff. But ultimately, my main squad was usually Vincent, Cloud, Red 13. That's normally how my squad was. And... Yeah, and, and, and even in different variations of that. Like, when I had to feel like I had to split up my uh, my squad because you had to go to different areas or whatever like that, I would always take Red 13 and give him, like, to, like, Tifa and, Yuf, uh, and Yuffie or Aerith and Yuffie or Aerith and Tifa or something like that, Sid and uh, and uh, Sid and uh, Kate Sith. Like, I would always mix it up like that, and it was just literally um, – it literally was, like, Red 13 is my, my dude. So if I had to go, I guess in that sense, if I had to go female, Tifa all day, no comparison. That's my girl. That's my jam. And all day, every day. If I had to go male, Cloud. But if I had to go creature, Red 13. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I didn't think about that for a second. But yeah, but if, I had to go, if I had to go, if I had to go creature, Red 13. Red 13 was one of the highlights. He's actually the reason why I selected him as the thumbnail for today's episode, uh, podcast. So there you go. That's one of my jams. He's my dude. Um, so what parts do you guys think for Final Fantasy VII Remake only, what parts do you think had really elevated the game for you, the whole experience? Uh, before you go ahead and answer that, um, Eskild says, uh, he doesn't really care for Final Fantasy, uh, so yeah, so he's good. I highly recommend it. I think you would enjoy it, but hey, to each their own. Uh, I just finished Ghost of Tsushima today and cried my eyes out. I don't blame you. That was a fantastic game. It was great. It was great. It was great. And and they're coming out. They're making a movie. Yeah, they're making a movie of it. It's fantastic stuff. Uh, But yeah, back to the question at hand. What do you guys think had elevated the game of Final Fantasy VII Remake for you? Going to start with you, Illus Be Live. Oh, actually, you know what? Real fast. We didn't get get your least favorite, Gravity. Gravity, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though. <laughs> I mean, because like, I mean, uh, now I gotta pick something different. Because I was gonna say Kate Sith. Oh, you you um, you you can choose Kate Sith. Yeah, you can still pick. I'll still, I'll, you know what? Fine, I'll still go with Kate Sith. Because, like, I at the very least, like with Kate Sith, like I I really just didn't didn't resonate with this character. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was just kind of like he was just kind of there. Like because like I did recognize him like when he like when he was in the remake. And I was actually really confused, and and it's it's funny that you mentioned that, uh, you kind of make that wrong. point. I think I yeah, think, I think I think for for that that was just the nod to anyone who played the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I like I like that nod. Like I like that they had it because like you know going through and playing it, you're just kind of like, what is he doing there? It's like I don't think he was there the first time, was he? Because like that definitely wasn't in the original, mm-hmm. but. It, but yeah, like I just I, at the very least with him, like I just didn't really resonate with his character too much, um, and and part of me like to this day, like like sometimes like I I even go back and forth with Sephiroth because like really? even Sephiroth like yeah like because like sometimes like I because like I know like Sephiroth's whole story, mm-hmm. like I know like why he he kind of like loses his nut his his marbles a bit, but like sometimes I like. Like I, sometimes I look at it and I'm like, oh, like that's a really good, like that's a good story. And then other times I'm just like, that's kind of a dumb reason for blowing up the world with the meteor, isn't it? <laughs> but, mm. but you know, that's just kind of like my my opinion there. Okay. But okay, okay. Um, 
Oh, so on here we have S Killed saying maybe I'll try Final Fantasy. I have one of them. Hi again, highly recommend it. Even if you don't want to buy it yet, if you have a PS4, just get the demo. Try the demo. See how it resonates with you as far as the gameplay goes. Because the story is not lacking. I think you're going to definitely, definitely enjoy the story. But yeah, just if you want to check out the gameplay, it's definitely evolved. Most people back in the day, they couldn't get onto Final Fantasy, uh, uh, any of the Final Fantasies, because it was turn-based. I was one of those people. I couldn't get into turn-based stuff outside of Pokemon. I just couldn't do it. Um, but about it. after after <laughs> 10, but by, by the time that 10 had hit, I was already a full believer. But after 10, that's when they started switching it up a little bit with 12, then they got even a little bit more different with uh, 13 and then 15 came out and that was a whole different thing. I liked 15's fighting style. This is top of the line. This is top of the line. Um, on here, Incubus, uh, Inco, Inco, buns. I apologize if I butchered your name because I very much think Incinobuns. I did. Incinobuns. I like the extended wall market sen- uh, section in the arena. Yes, those are some great points right there. Uh, I think I have Final Fantasy Eight. That is a fantastic. <laughs> that's a great one. That is a great one. You see, I was about to say seven. Seven might be one that's, that's a little bit harder to get into. Eight. Eight is fantastic. Oh uh, wait, I don't know which. Uh, I, don't, I don't agree with that. But that's that's that's. You don't, you don't that's think that eight? No, I'm not saying eight was better. I'm not saying it was better. I'm saying in, in regards to in regards to getting into, I don't fully agree. And 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 the only reason the only like, and I and I I mean and I guess that is more, um. I guess I mean I guess like seven I think, I think like now, like yeah it's like futurized in a whole bunch of ways but it's just like there's a lot of people that you can look at and you can be like yeah I can see that being in a person now, eight I can't see that, I see that more in seven in regards to relatability and that usually being able to help someone get into something as opposed to eight. The eight, especially when it gets into like you going into your dream world segments mm-hmm. and that just kind of like, okay, where am I at now? Like as opposed to seven, which is like really forward. You know when you're going to be going into something because they preface it. Eight, like people just be like, you can just be running around in the dungeon just I'm feeling tired. Yeah. Now, well, well to, to be fair, like, I, I am refer- referencing the OG ones. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. So, like, I, yeah. I, that one, I, because I was actually different. I couldn't really get into it. But to actually correction to all of this, uh, S-Kill says, which was the one that was free pl- uh, free on Plus last month, that's 7 Remake. That's actually the newest one that's out right now. So, you actually have access to the newest one if you already added it. You're already in good hands. That's probably the best PlayStation Plus free game that's ever dropped. I'm envious of you, man. Enjoy it for your first time. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Um, uh, but yeah, but uh, yeah, so real fast. So that was that. So we have Kate, two Kate sis. We have a Hojo uh, haters over here. <laughs> and then now, and now we're on over to what parts do you think had elevated Final Fantasy VII Remake? So back to you, LSB Live. Um, so elevated. Um... I think, at least for me, um, and this is going to be, I wouldn't say exactly on the darker end, but I'd say it'd be one of the darker aspects. Um, The climb up the wall. 
for you to get to the um, for you to get to the Shinra building because for me on the original climbing up the wall it I didn't see destruction it just looked like there was a whole bunch of trash in the back and I was making my way up some like random debris and it's like me making my climb up the wall was just like this mini game. Um, actually being able to make my ascension and literally getting to look over the destruction mm-hmm. of everything was like, this is, this is much bigger than what I would have ever anticipated. It, it, it's like an outer body experience of you actually realizing because like even with the cutscene it's just like yeah that's a plate and you see the plate but climbing up that wall you get the full realization of this large section of this rotten pizza rotten metal pizza <laughs> has literally come down on a group of people I mean and you just coming up to see some of the people the 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 places starting to shift from what is actually still there that I, I don't know for me that that just like that was like a I can't even say it wasn't a coming of Jesus but I mean oh boy like <laughs> like I don't know like my like my, my eyes are white and it it just it was it was a subtle detail for for something major that was that wasn't uh comparable um in the in the original mm. uh, for me I, so so yeah I'm, I'm i'm gonna have to say the the wall was uh was really big that's an elevating point for you i heard that i hear that what about you there gravity mark two I would have to say it was probably for me on on a lighter note but i before i do that i do want to say I, I, I felt the exact same way at LSB Live uh, about that moment because I felt the exact same way doing it too because like because you, you get to look around you get to see the destruction of everything uh, you get to see like just how vast like that entire uh, sector was and how much of that is just gone now and it, and it just even going off of like that first you know that first time where you're actually running through like Sector 7 like now like all of that's gone yeah. it's 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 not coming back and it, it really highlights like just how like just just how many people uh were you know affected by this yeah yeah um for me on a lighter note uh the like probably <laughs> like the the thing that i probably liked like the most that enhanced it for me was all honestly and i didn't think i was gonna like this it was all of the side missions yeah, it was oh, yeah, all yeah. of like it was all the side missions that yeah. they had in there because like the OG was really kind of straightforward. It was just like, all right, so go here, now go here, now go here, go here, go here, cool. But I I liked that they fleshed out first of all of all a lot of the side characters because I didn't think they were gonna touch them. Oh my god! So like so like I I thought it was just gonna be you know like just just the like the original game. It's like no, like they have like fully dedicated voice actors who are actually they're where they're actually characters now and that they're not just like hey we're here for this one thing all right bye you're not gonna see us again like i like that they did that 
and because of all the side missions it even though like the world like wasn't like super big it made it feel a lot bigger than it actually was yeah it did. and i've and, and i've said this in the past and again like i keep bringing it up dragon ball z kakarot it's it, the combat in that game's fun it's cool that it's kind of like an open world dragon ball game but the thing that always kind of annoyed me was that it just felt empty. Like, they had, like, random NPCs that would, like, be, like, here and there that, like, might say something helpful. Or if you're, like, in some of the cities, like, it's just people walking and they just don't do anything. It just felt very big and very empty. Whereas, like, with, with Final Fantasy VII Remake, they have all of these little side missions that really just breathe life into the world around you where you're not just seeing... The main cast like you're seeing uh like the little girl in sector seven like who has all the cats mm-hmm. you're seeing the kids that are in sector five who have that secret hideout in the back like like that uh that are all in that orphanage so it you uh and even when you uh you go behind the honeybee inn like you run <laughs> into one of those like one of the uh the teachers at the orphanage who works at the honeybee inn and so it's just like it 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 just it's just it adds so many layers to the story where the story in general just even if you just ran from you know story point to story point it's still a good story but doing all of those extra side missions just made it feel like that much better like it felt like a real breathing world with real breathing characters yeah instead of just random npcs that you would just kind of walk past and and just kind of be like all right cool whatever because like oh, a lot of the characters this is over there yeah yeah because like and i felt and i started to kind of feel that like even for the character like the, the random npcs that really wouldn't do much i was like oh hey like what's up it's that random cowgirl npc what's going on bye <laughs> so like it it uh, that for me like it was just the side missions i really i really liked it i usually don't do, like complete i try to get a lot of side missions in games but i don't you typically do all of them this one I made sure I went out of my way to do every single one. Yeah, and I and I'm kind of the same way when it comes to normally when it comes to side missions and stuff like that. Like I I find myself start doing it at first, but then like eventually, especially finding out how big the game may or may not be, like it will determine if I'm going to keep it doing it. Yeah, yeah, this one mm-hmm. it, it felt like I felt like an like a good uh, obligation to complete it all the way through, like. I have I complete I platinum Ghost of Tsushima before I platinum Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I feel like I need to go platinum Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like I'm very like that's just the type. Of, normally when I play a game through the first time, unless it's something like Dragon Age or something, I, I played it through. I'm done with it. I might come back to it again years later, but that's usually it. Um, Seven Remake. I'm, I'm going through it right now on hard. Like I oh enjoy. It. Yeah, I enjoy it uh, so much. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's just great. I think one of the things, so one of the things for me that elevated the game literally was the entire pacing of the game. And I say that Mm -hmm. because uh, pre Final Fantasy VII Remake, I had no idea what Square Enix was doing. I was like, you're telling me. That on the game, when I was a kid, that took me three and a half months to beat. The only part that you guys are set, uh, focusing on is the first hour of that type of gameplay. <laughs> it's like the the game that was three discs, mm-hmm. and you're focusing on the first ten percent, ten percent, yeah. 
And it's just like it didn't it didn't make it didn't make sense to me. It literally did not make sense to me. And like and you'll see other people saying that it takes you about five hours, six hours to beat, whatever like that, eight hours. I went back and played it again. It does not take you uh, five, six hours to beat the first part of Final Fantasy, or to get out of the first part of the Final Fantasy VII original. If 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 you know what you're doing, yeah. Even if you don't know what you're doing, no, because I know people who don't know what they're doing. They've had to start plenty of times. So yeah, it never, it never, <laughs> never took me, never took me. I think at max, at max, even when I first was doing it, it was like two hours. Never took me no five. And this, and mind you, this is my first time kind of being introduced into a RPG setup. A JRPG, mind you, at that. So it never, it never took me more than two hours to get out of it. Uh, the out of the beginning portion. I mean, the beginning portion. I mean, literally, you just climb the gate to get out of Midgar. That's that's pretty much all I'm saying. And so that kind of boggled me right then and there when I heard people say it takes five or six hours to get out of that part. I was like, wow. I, I'm 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 not that advanced of a gamer. <laughs> I know I'm not, but I was able to get out there a lot quicker than that. But then on top of that, like if if you know what you're doing takes you an hour hour 10 hour 15 minutes max um so they were going to focus on just that portion just that portion and i was like how in the world is this going to work like how is this what are they going to do are they going to mess up one of my favorite games of all time are they going to mess it up last year it dropped i played it they said you know what flash Shut up, we got you. And that's exactly what they did. I loved every bit of it. It didn't feel like it was dragged out. It didn't feel like there was anything missing. It felt a lot it felt like that this game was intended of how original was to do. We just weren't there techno, techno, uh, technology wise. That's how it felt. It felt like literally what we were playing is exactly how this was supposed to look. This is how this world was supposed to feel. This is how it's supposed to be. Yada yada yada. You know what I mean? I can't tell you how hype i was when you're in the elevator and you see barrett just freaking out like yeah i know you feel the mako and pain and cloud's just like you can hear that and he's just like <laughs> he's like dirty street he's like get help <laughs> like 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 you know what i mean like stuff like that like like it was showing those types of characters they really really touched on the personalities because again oh, yeah. a, a kind of funny uh kind of funny games talked about this too as well and i agree with tim gettys on this is that a lot of people like a lot of reimaginations of cloud is like he's like this goth pretty boy type scenario no in the original cloud was a dick he was a jerk starting off thank you you know what i mean like so that so thank you <laughs> so that's 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 what i like that they absolutely nailed and it just it flowed so freaking well um we, yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um we are a slightly pressed for time um, so I'm going to kind of go through these other questions uh, relatively quickly, but I still want to kind of get your guys' thoughts about it. Uh, before we do that, on here, uh, SKX, uh, I know this is off topic, but what new animes have you guys been watching lately? Mildew Cure has suggested By the Grace of God is a good one. Um, yeah, uh, so there's that. Uh, I've been watching, uh, uh, actually, actually, uh, we were talking about an all-day anime. Uh, the Hidden Dungeon Only I Can Find. I've been watching that. That's a good one. It's definitely, definitely, definitely very uh, uh, fan servicey harem type stuff. Want to get that out the way? It very much is that. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's been an interesting one. I've been kind of rewatching some animes and all that good stuff. Uh, and I know uh, uh, Gravity Mark has been kind of digging some new animes too, as well, as well as getting caught up on. Uh, well, 
are reading his manga. That's that's what he's been mainly getting into and everything like that. Um, let's see. All right, so we just talked about the elevations. What do you guys think that they could have done better? What do you think that they could have had to enhance the gameplay? What were some things that you didn't like? And I'm actually going to start this one. And what up, Ohio, in the chat? All right, giddy giddy. <laughs> um, so there are two things that I did not like. One thing I still to this day don't like. The other thing I came around to liking it after I started hearing podcasts about it afterwards. I The ghosts, the arbiters of fate, threw me off for a good yep. portion of the game. I didn't like where they were placed. Eventually, I start, it started making sense of why they were there. Now that I've already listened to other podcasts, beat the game, have more understanding of it, doing actual deep dives with other uh, 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 streamers and stuff like that, I love the Arbiters of Fate now. <laughs> like, I do now, but before, I, I, it just was not for me. The second thing that I was really looking forward to, and Emron, which was formerly from uh, Kind of Funny Games, he's now with... Uh, uh, who is he? He's with somebody else now. But anyway, I was really, really looking forward to the scene where you wake up in prison and there's blood everywhere because that was Sep- that was supposed to show that Sephiroth was coming back. So that part was completely replaced. It was not the same. They didn't even go to prison during that, that area that they typically would have gone to prison. So I because that was the moment in the original game that was the moment where the game became sweet to me. That was the moment where I was just like, what in the world's going on here? That's the moment where I started feeling that mystery. And I was like, and that is also the moment where it became an, a JRPG into a slight horror game to where now I'm in the open world and I'm kind of afraid to run into Sephiroth. Cause I'm just like, I don't know if I could take this dude. That's how BA Sephiroth is. That dude was dope. I was, I was looking forward to that moment cause I was really hoping that they would harp on that inside the remake. Completely skipped over it. It wasn't even there. They did kind of implement their own version of that, but it was not even close. Oh, you're talking about the Trail of Blood. Exactly, exactly. Because in 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 the in the original, you you your your whole team when you're trying to infiltrate uh, Shinra, whole team gets captured. captured. Yeah, whole team gets captured. Uh, Everyone gets inside their own prison cells. You might you have that option of talking to people across their cells, wondering how people are doing, all that good stuff. You go to sleep, all right? You're in a high-tech security facility. High-tech, top-of-the-line security. It's like 100 floors up. You're in a, you're, you're up there in like floor nine or something like that. Or not nine, like, but like, like, it's like it's 60. Like 60. Yeah, it's like 60 or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty high up. And then you wake up and the doors are open. You see short shillings on the wall. You see the guards that were guarding the cells dead. You see a full trail of blood that's just kind of leading out into the hallway, and you're wondering where it's at. Lights are off. Lights are flickering. You keep going down. You make sure everyone's okay because everybody else had been, uh, everybody else in general have, uh, uh, have their doors unlocked too as well. And you're going through. You see even more shields. You see all these guards just dead, bodies piling up. Bodies piling up. You want to talk about big numbers there, Ohio. Bodies piling piling up. Going all the way up, get to the very top, see President Shinra at his desk, dead with a huge sword sticking out of his back. 
and then that's when you find out that that was the works of Sephiroth. And at that point, as a new game, a uh, new gamer into that gaming realm at that time period, you're like, who is this guy? Not to mention the, as you are making your ascension while following the trail, you have a really eerie, very empty song playing. Mm-hmm. And the enemies that you were accounting were encountering, which were originally um, soldier, uh, soldier like third class soldier rank uh, minions and uh, other uh, robots and uh, you know Shinra soldiers, you are now fighting random amalgamations and monsters throughout this entire. So it's like you went from fighting actual military within this facility to then fighting monsters. And normally you would hear, you know, the the battle track in the background that would normally get you amped the entire time, even while in battle, all you hear is that really eerie, creepy song. Do, 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 literally was, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. So I say that was, that was my thing where I was just like. I wish they had implemented that. I was so much looking forward to that, and I I know that that would have given me chills in a whole different light. So that's that's my that's my like. I wish that they had added that in there. Uh, what about you, there, Mildewy? I mean, not Mildewy, uh, Gravity. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, um, in terms of like things that I didn't like, or just kind of cons in general. Um, you know, like I kind of, part of me still kind of wishes that like it would have been a little bit bigger, um, just in terms of like what kind of story they told. Because I was like looking forward to a little bit more of it. Um, I will say that like something that like I wasn't a huge fan of, uh, which uh, was like the aerial combat. Mm-hmm. Like, and like that was something that I wish they would have touched up upon a little bit, or like, or maybe I just I just didn't see it. But like, I really didn't like get a good like glance, or like, or like kind of like told like how the aerial combat works. So you just kind of have to figure it out, and then you're just kind of like you have to kind of like go back and forth with certain characters and be like, okay, well like this person can get up there, uh, but like this person can't, uh, and so you kind of have to like kind of like move your characters around to try to figure that out. And as somebody who really likes uh, the Kingdom Hearts series, I love aerial combat. Like, that's one of my favorite things is just being able to just get up there and just mash people. But I also understand that, like, this is Final Fantasy VII. Like, it's not, like, it's that's not, like, what's going on. But, like, if anything, like, there wasn't too much I was, like, I was disappointed with with the game. Like, if anything, it was just, like, little critiques here and there to kind of, like, to kind of, like, help it a little bit. Um, just to just to like really make it feel a little bit more like a full game, because while I do agree that like the like the like the side missions like really made it feel a lot bigger, and then even though like it was only covering like that first like tiny percentage of the game, it still felt like a very full game. There were still things in the game that like I don't know like I just felt like they were just a little lacking in certain areas, and I wanted it to be a little bit more fleshed out. But again, I think I'm also just maybe being a little impatient. Because like I kind of want all those expansions now, <laughs> yeah. So like may- may- maybe that's just where that's coming from. What about you, there, Illis? Um, I definitely would. Uh, I definitely would agree with the trailer book. That was actually one of the big, big, big highlighting points that I was anticipating. Also, um, that you know, I mean, yeah, we got our own little variation, and you know, it's like you know, it's like 
you know, like me going through, I was like, oh my gosh, is this when it happens? Oh my gosh, is this when it happens? And then when I got it, I was like, okay, I, I see it. Um, <laughs> not exactly what I was expecting, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, I would have to say um, the bike combat. Um, I love that. I loved everything in regards to the bike, but um, I know also at the same time, like the camera angles, especially when it gets to turns, can get you caught up. Um, I think, um, and then also having to differentiate, um, you know, the battle, whether you were doing the up close or the, um, you know, far reach. Uh, for you to like kind of do your like attacks and, and whatnot because um, both times that I did my bike battles um, the fighting the regular enemies was fine but fighting the boss on the bike was troubling because they were able to move freely and I was just kind of caught in the angles of the camera and like my acceleration and breaking was not how I wanted it to be done. So like I had to redo those several times. Um, so like the the biking, if the biking was a little cleaner, um, maybe, you know, like you had a little more range when it came to the camera. But I mean, I understand it's like also like a fixed surface kind of deal. Um, but I mean, other than that, that was, um, I mean, that was, that was, that was really it. Um, I did while you were saying that I did think of one more thing um, and this is also like kind of like a small thing that like in like with like with this like these little moments by themselves I, I actually kind of enjoyed these moments but I if anything like I, my critique is just that they didn't have enough of these moments sometimes uh, where the like they would have like those little mini games or like those little mini events where you had to like like pull the levers at the same time uh, or yeah, yeah. yeah or like uh oh shoot there was another one. Oh, like the pull like the dance yeah, yeah yeah like the pull the, like the pull up bar like i think that was fine like as kind of like its own like mini game that you can just kind of choose to go to whenever you want mm -hmm. but like like when, when it was just kind of like you gotta like pull the levers at the same time or when you're uh oh geez i keep forgetting it like it's like it's here it's in my head <laughs> well, i mean like, i mean they, i mean they had they had them in in the original uh, the dancing. areas it was yeah. the it was the, it was like yeah it was the dancing reactions where like sometimes like it just kind of felt like they just kind of threw it in there and you were just like okay this is this is just kind of like a one off thing why was it here does it need to be here because like if you're gonna like include it like I don't know like maybe like include like a little bit more of it like have or like at the very least like include it in like the story and like have the ability to kind of like go back and like play it as its own thing as its own like mini game like like whenever you're kind of like just messing around gotcha. i mean which potentially with how seven is that could be something that can be revisited in a particular place mm. to win money and other items oh 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 okay okay i, I see what you're saying there yeah because i i would actually really like that especially if they had that at the golden saucer like this next time around yeah but like i don't know if you guys like like the uh, like how like how many times you guys messed up like with the pulling of the lever I, oh yeah I, I messed up like maybe i messed up twice I, i'm pretty sure i went through all of the dialogue options that they had for it. 
And and let me tell you, the the conversations that they had were hilarious. Oh, and I loved it. It was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> like just the bantering they had every time they messed up. They're like, all right, we got it this time. And and it was just like it was just kind of like I wanted more of that. Like I wanted to see kind of like a little bit more of that bantering. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh man, you didn't you, you you didn't go up the stairs? Ah, I mean I did go I did go up the stairs. Oh my like, yeah, the, the stairs. You know what? I yeah, I was gonna say the stairs, that was probably one of my favorite parts. Because like I when I was going up the stairs, I was like, are they really having me go all the way up the stairs? Like up every single one? Like it's not gonna be like go up like five and then we're just gonna cut to like the top. It's like no, they have you go all the way. The well, welcome, to, welcome to 1997. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what is, what is going on? But like, I liked that, and it's just, and I guess it's just like maybe I don't know, maybe I'm just not connecting enough of them together. But I, it's just like those little bantering moments. I guess like I wish, I guess like they I, maybe they just didn't resonate with me enough because like sometimes they like this like the stairs, it absolutely did. But like I guess I think uh, there are just times where I'm like I want to see like maybe a little bit more implementation of that because it's kind of just one of those things where it's like if, if you're gonna have this feature in there then that's cool but like if you're only gonna get, use it like once or twice it's just like why is it there? Yeah. Um. So real quick, we only got 12 minutes left, and I got I got more questions, but I'm gonna pick out the two important ones. Okay. My first one, directed for you there, Gravity Mark Two. Do you think we'll get a Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two announcement this year? I do. I think so. I'm not quite sure. I know that if it if it comes like directly from Square Enix, then probably. But if it's going to come from like PlayStation, I, I I'm not quite sure. Because as we talked about before, like PlayStation has been kind of like silent. In, in terms of like their news like they're not always like super like out there like they're not like as active like reporting on what they're working on so they're 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 usually a little bit more like once they have stuff for sure then yes i think that especially with final fantasy 16 coming out i think that would be in their best interest to release final fantasy 16 and be like oh by the way we're also releasing part two of this because if anything to me that's just more uh, that's just more publicity. That's just more marketing and advertising for part two. Uh, I I hope that we're going to see a part two because um, I know that Square's all re- like we're already getting Integrate. We're already this uh, and we're already getting the Yuffie storyline this June. Um, we're already getting like the mobile game coming out sometime this year. Uh, we're we're also getting uh, what are they calling it? The, Crisis. The, Ever. Yeah, yeah, ever, ever crisis. We're in 2022. Like we the, yeah, it's like we get the battle royale, and then we're also getting ever crisis, which is going to be just going through everything that uh, has solidified the story. Yeah, yeah, first soldier and ever crisis. Yeah, like, yeah, because like my my thing is that like if they don't if they don't announce it this year, then I feel like they're probably gonna like maybe align it a little bit closer to ever crisis. That. That, that, that's, that's just me i have no idea but it's just just predictions here just predictions that's fine i feel like what, that would make sense what about you lsb live do you think we're going to get any final fantasy part two remake or final fantasy 7 remake part two news this year uh i feel like if we do it's going to be t- this year um maybe more so after they've either solidified something with 16 or the 
when you know they have a for sure date of 16 because with how they with how they operate especially it's like um you know they were heavily working on kingdom hearts 3 so we were getting everything kingdom hearts 3 you know news first and then we were starting to get stuff on you know the seven so i think if in terms of how they're doing with how they're operating um i mean they already we already have you know everything in regards to you know the big project with you know 14 you know that being something that's going to be you know coming out in the fall and with them still doing that we're still having them working on you know everything in regards to 16. so um i mean if they do i feel like it'd be a little sprinkle a little sprinkle tie-in like a christmas little christmas high hey here's your christmas present some news for seven remake part two um otherwise i think it's going to be something that they're going to be talking about next year because you got 16 that we still haven't even seen you know other than just the that you know e3 trailer essentially it's coming out this year it's coming out this year all right (laughs) try to hurt me try to hurt me man it's coming out this year you ain't touching my score you're not touching my score Mildew and Carrots in the chat talking trash, too. He's like, definitely won't be the one for 16. You shut up. <laughs> All right? Goodness. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I think, to be honest with you, I'm – I you shut up, too, Ohio. He says L. L, hold, hold, hold this cam. I ain't taking no L's. I ain't taking no L's. Y'all jerks. Um <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, but I was about to say though, uh, I and this is kind of my whole thing. Here's here's my whole thing. On PlayStation standpoint, what are the biggest titles that come through PlayStation? We already know Naughty Dog. We already know Sony Santa Monica. Now it's Guerrilla Games, Guerrilla for uh, Aloy and Horizon and all that good stuff. I have to me personally, I put Square Enix up there. Mm-hmm. And especially having a Final Fantasy 16 console exclusive, that's big. So I would have to put uh, Final Fantasy uh, or Square Enix in that realm. With that being said, Sony has been very silent uh, ever. Uh, all right, so at the be- at the beginning or towards the end of 2019, Xbox has showed the Xbox Series X in at, or X, not the S yet, just the X. Everyone's just like, oh, this is what Xbox is doing. Sony, what you're doing? And then uh, Christmas comes. Still nothing from Sony. March comes. Nothing from Sony. Okay. April comes. Nothing from Sony. May? Nothing from Sony. So we're all thinking like, we don't know what this box looks like. We don't know what the games are. All we know is just what's on paper. We just know the SSD. We know some of the specs about the system. We see what the controller looks like. Me and Gravity had this conversation yesterday. You're seeing all this stuff. Where is the console? Where is the games? That's what our that's what our, our focus was at. Sony, what are you doing? June comes. They have a banger of a conference. They reveal the system. Then later on, they have another banger of a conference. They revealed the price. They messed up because they had some good news that they didn't give us. I.e., I mean, we know Spider-Man was going to be a launch title, but Demon Souls remake—that's a launch title. They didn't announce that. That had to come from Jeff Keighley. 
Um, there's like a, a few stuff that was out there that were like potential launch title for the PlayStation Five, and they and we had to hear it outside of a Sony conference. So we didn't know what that was about, but ultimately that in retrospect, Sony had two banger conferences, which really pushed the hype level for the rest of 2020. Now, at the end of 2020, you're hearing Game Pass. You're seeing Xbox by Bethesda. You see them making moves with Discord. You're seeing, you're seeing literally Xbox doing all these juggernaut moves and Sony staying, staying silent. So... My thing, a lot of people are just like, oh, Sony's losing, Sony's getting punched, Sony's doing XYZ, whatever. That might, be, that might be the case. But also, what if, what if they're waiting until June, having a repeat of history? They come out, they show us the Sony, the Sony version of Game Pass, if they do that, because that's been talked from uh, Jim Ryan since November. Um, what if they show us uh, <clears throat> new content? They're, uh, I was talking to, to uh, Gravity about this yesterday. They're actually having a mobile, like Sony's looking into, into going mobile for some reason. I don't know if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing, but time will tell. But aside from the specs, aside from what Sony's doing, what are some things that will actually help elevate Sony? If they show Remake Part 2, if they show Final Fantasy 16, if they show more gameplay from Horizon Forbidden West, if they show God of War Ragnarok. So that's why for me, I, as, as someone that do appreciate and likes uh, PlayStation, I'm not worried about what they're doing until after June if they give us nothing. If they give us nothing in June, all right, I'm going to give myself a Series X. <laughs> I'm going to give myself an S. I still love my PS5. I'm still going to be playing on it a lot. I just recently got a Switch. We already talked about that at the beginning of the show. But... I'm not worried about what they're doing until until after June. Uh, now, with that being said, does that mean that Square Enix can have their own thing before that? They can. I'm not sure if it's going to be something to where they are contracting that with Sony to like, hey, we'll go ahead and do certain IPs throughout this week, uh, this month, and the next, uh, next uh, upcoming months, and then June. Bam. Because why is June so important? It's because that was the time period for E3. You know what I mean? That's where the, the big consoles show off their stuff. That's where they show off their new games. That's where they show off what they've been working on for the past eight years. So, that's why I'm like, okay, I'm very excited for video games all together. Every single video game console has been outstanding. I am excited for Pokemon Arceus. I am excited for Halo Infinite. I am very excited for Horizon Forbidden West. You know what I mean? But ultimately, again, I'm a Final Fantasy guy. I cannot wait to see what Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two is going to hold. I can't wait for Final Fantasy sixteen. I've been talking a lot, so we're going to go to the last question. What are you guys' prediction for Final Fantasy VII Part Two? Starting with you, Illus B Live. What is your prediction for this next game? What are some main key points that we're going to see? Give me three. Um, I mean, and that's 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 the that's the thing um i I know we didn't really get the chance to to touch on it i mean we could definitely go another half arm game but um (laughs) the 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 symbolism that i wanted to touch on um for the end when it came to the arbiter uh arbiters of fate was the the crossroads i felt like you crossing through that white light was you at now breaking the mold of what the game originally was. So now with us breaking out of that, we're no longer held to the constraints of 
the group now going to calm and Cloud telling a story of what happened to him five years ago. We are now no longer held to the constraints of them going to Junin and, you know, infiltrating the Shinra boat because uh, we already had our first Genova encounter in the building. I kind of want to do the that, The first though. Genova encounter was in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to do that, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, we, we were no longer held to seeing Barrett's story unfold in regards to Marlene, his best friend, why Scarlet is an actual enemy and not just, you know, this dominatrix that we see in regards to Soldier. You know, mm-hmm. like, because we went through that crossroad and the way the ending was and us seeing, you know, who we did actually live. Yep. We're no longer held to those constraints as to what we originally were expecting. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I mean, there's a, there's a great deal of iconic scenes. I wanted to see Mig or Zola held uh, stuck up on that stick just before you go to the just before you go through the Mithril caves. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, I wanted to see exactly how chokeable racing was going to be. Oh, I wanted to see. Yes. I wanted to see what Mount Coral looks like. Yeah. I wanted to actually travel through the prisons of the desert, which we still can possibly do, but we're just not held to those restrictions. It's just no longer going to be in that same fashion. It, you know? it still can be. I mean, it still can be, but with with how I feel like the arbiters of fate held everything, I feel like this was, I feel like Midgar was, hey, this is the game that you guys are expecting, but going through that white light, we are going to be defining this because the ending of the remake said said that all. Mm. You ain't lying. What about you there, Gravity Mark? Predictions, man. Hit me with it. Uh, so, going back to my boy Zach, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I have a, I have a, I have a feeling we're going to be seeing more of Zach. Um, I have a feeling that it, it, whether it's through DLC or maybe it's like a side story. At least for me personally, I would actually like. I wouldn't mind having something where they where like as you're playing part two that you kind of like check in on zach and cloud and what they're doing on their end because at the very least like with that ending it changes zach's fates so he's no longer he doesn't die at the end and he's actually able to get cloud back to shinra and so like what does that mean like when he's actually able to do that and he's actually able to carry him back like is like, is Zach going to have to go on the run still? Like, is, is Shinra just going to kind of accept them back? Like, how does that change their story? And are we going to see some sort of, like, maybe as you're playing Cloud, instead of, like, maybe having those headaches where you're like, ah, I like it having flashbacks, uh, uh, maybe you're actually, you actually have those moments where you're like, ah, like, I'm, I get, he gets a headache, and then you jump in and now you're playing as Cloud while you're kind of like, doing stuff with Zach. And so they might have like kind of like splash that in there a little bit, and it kind of might have this, this this dual story kind of telling, because ultimately, and I know you and I have talked about this, something that I would like to see in the future is kind of like this Final Fantasy VII remake version of Cloud taken on Zack in some form or another, whether it's like some sort of confusing fight or what have you. I think that would be something that'd be kind of hype. I'd be excited for it. 
Because mm -hmm. that's that's just two Buster Swords going at, at it, and and especially like with the story that they could kind of tell leading up to that point, like because at that point like maybe they both maybe Aerith comes in or Aerith comes in and then like Zach kind of sees her and Cloud sees her and then she's like wait what who you huh what and so now there's like it it ah there's so much there's so much potential there. And especially, especially like with Red Thirteen storyline too, that I'm really excited to see as well. I'm excited to actually like have like Red Thirteen actually be like a playable character oh, yeah. uh, that you can actually start to customize. Yeah, and I'm really excited to kind of see what they do with this more open world portion. Like, is it going to be more open world? Is it going to be uh, still kind of like the same kind of like like relatively big maps, but like still for the most part walking through hallways, like. I'm I'm really curious to see what it's going to be like, but I'm more so excited for the story that they're about to tell. Yeah, because it's just like Illus B Lab said, they they were they're no longer held to the constraints of the original story, and I love that they're not they do, they don't have to be, because now anytime that they do have any similarities to the original story, now it's just a nod to the original fans, like hey, we didn't forget. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for a part two at all. I think that there's still. I think there's going to be some relevance still to the original, but I do think that there's going to be some stuff that they're just going to mess with our minds with. They're just going to Dragon Ball Xenoverse us with. Like I think it's going to be something along the lines like that. I love Dragon Ball Xenoverse, and I really hope that this kind of goes in the same vein to where it's just like it's still the same concept. There might be some people that live because that's what we kind of realized at the end of the original remake. There were some people that lived, and then there might be some people that that died that you didn't expect there was going to die, like Barrett when he got stabbed by Sephiroth. You know, I mean, he died, but the Arbiters of Fate brought him back. Like, I'm very curious to see how this is going to pan out. I think that we're still going to see the big snake. I still think we're going to go to uh, Junin. I think we're still going to go ahead and uh, infiltrate the ship. I would love to infiltrate that ship. Oh man, that was like my that was one of my that was one of my favorite because like. It, it was because just like the, because I, I think like for you, like the trail of blood was like the initial, like, oh my gosh, you know, like I'm super into this. The fact that you had a repeat on the boat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're in the middle of the water. You're yeah. in the middle of the water. And now this time, instead of you only seeing the sword, he is there. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was, that was insane to me. That was absolutely insane. And like, and just imagine Red Thirteen trying to stuff himself inside that sailor suit. Like oh, that's going to be that is going to be hilarious if they're able to do that because they they gave us and I, and I think the game does a great job. And I actually have to end with this because I actually have errands I have to run after this, and we're, we're five minutes over. But um, but yeah, but I mean like they gave they on the original they touched points on the parts that were really important. They exposed Johnny more the, of a character in this game. Than he was in the original. He was there in the original, but he has so much personality that people think that he's hilarious. You know what I mean? Okay. They really, really glowed up Market Street, uh, Wall Market. They really, really went ahead and gave you the cross dressed cloud. And they made a joke out of it afterwards. You know what I mean? They 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 understood what us hardcore Final Fantasy VII remake fans or seven re, uh original fans wanted. And they delivered it on a fancy plate, on a fancy platter. You know what I mean? Yeah. They gave us a four-course meal. I'm satisfied, and I cannot wait until the next one. Instead but one bite, we got two. Exactly. Exactly. 
But I will. I do want to uh, end off with this because we do have to uh, dip out here. LSB Live. First and foremost, thank you very much for being on episode forty-four of All Things Gaming. Always a pleasure to have you on, man. Where can thank people you find you at? Uh, you guys can find me. Uh, LSB Live. Everything. Um, Twitch. YouTube. Um, Twitter. LSB Live uh, on all three. Um, if you guys want to check in with me, I'm going to be diving into, uh, incidentally, because we're talking about remakes, and because uh, Insta Nine Ball has that game, <clears throat> curse you. Uh, I'm going to be doing my best to go through a travel through of Resident Evil games that I have not had the chance to touch or have been completed, and that's five on my list. So. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, and yeah, that does it here, uh, guys. Uh, here for episode 44 of All Things Gaming, the Final Fantasy discussion. Uh, we definitely have, uh, we should have made this like 17 parts, man. We have so much to talk about still, but, <laughs> but yeah, but time <laughs> is of the essence. Yeah, you can do a part two. I, I am down for a part two. If you guys down for a part two, I'm down for a part two. <laughs> uh, yeah. But this, uh, make sure you guys are checking us out this Thursday night for Smite Night, uh, with me, Mildewy Carrot. It's the nine ball and, uh, in Ohio, who's inside the chat. Uh, this sun- Sunday is going to be all, all day anime with me and Gravity Mark 2. Brings us all the way to Sin Segment, which is next Monday with Gra- uh, Mildew with Care and TBF Abyss. And then, of course, All Things Gaming next Tuesday. For anyone that is uh, currently playing Final Fantasy 14 online, they the update had happened today. Actually, it technically happened last night. But now they have it today to where the, if you have a PS5, you actually can upgrade to the PS5 for free. Try the beta test out for that. Try to see what that's like. See how those fidelity graphics are and those performance modes are. And see how quick those load times are going to be on your PS5. Um, and then, of course, anyone that is on the PS4, you guys are still welcome to join inside that world. I don't think there's any restrictions on that. There's still cross-play. It's fantastic stuff. Good stuff there. Uh yeah, that pretty much does it for us here, guys. Thank you very much again for tuning in, for listening, for podcast services on our Anchor channel or Spotify. Until next time, everybody, control, alt, complete, peace. <laughs>